Hello everyone, welcome to the pilot episode of The Racing Banter, where we shall talk and attempt to not piss each other off with whatever topic we're saying. Uh, my name is Amit Imran, one of your hosts, partnered with the good old Udaibir Sangha. Hey guys, I go by Uday. I don't know why he said my name that way. It's Now it seems kind of awkward. Well, no, you know what? You're awkward. Shut up. No, but I go by Uday. You know this. Come on. Okay, true. All right, Uday, what are we talking about? So, I guess first comes to first, the reaction for the race last week, Monza. Holy shit, who predicted that podium? I didn't. I should have been. Okay, well, I, I wanted a racing point on the podium. Did I think that a McLaren and an Alpha Tori were going to be up there? No, I did not. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Apparently, apparently, someone... They predicted a Gasly, signs and Stroll podium, and they bet yeah, like they bet like thirty pence. Yeah, they bet thirty pence yeah, in like Sweden. Thirty thousand euros. Yeah, holy shit, dude, that was nuts. Because the odds were like a hundred and sixty-six thousand to one. That was yeah. absolutely insane. I saw. I was like, that's like that was free money for this guy. He's gonna spend it all on yeah. beer and more thirty pence lottery tickets. I mean, you don't know, man. He's not like you. He's not no. like me either. So, no, I'd be a good investor. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, but I, I think Gasly really deserved it. You know, I think he deserved it because he absolutely. We did. saw him last race. You know, he was hustling, and obviously, Alvin put up a good fight, but he got fifth. Mm, yeah, no. that seems like a really long time ago now, man. <laughs> Honestly, but, I still remember the day he got demoted right before Belgium, like. It went from bad to worse for him because he got not only did he get demoted from Red Bull back to Toro Rosso, but then he lost one of his best friends, Antoine Hubert. So that was just yeah. like tragedy after tragedy for him. So and like yeah. to see him basically go back and just resurge, not only in 2019, yeah. but to keep that form in 2020 and to give AlphaTauri not only their second ever win, but to give them their second ever home win. Like, Italy, Monza is their home. The first time was 2008 with yeah. Vettel when he was uh, just a rookie. So the fact that, like, he gave them their second at Monza out of all tracks is just, it's a surreal, it has to be a surreal thing for him. Like, I'm pretty sure he's still partying. No, and he's an excellent driver, and I remember that quote. He's like, you know, I just don't want to leave because I don't know how often, like, these moments are going to come. But he's an excellent driver and i think you know like unfortunately alex album hasn't been doing so well mm, yeah i mean if you during the race so they tussled if you'll remember yeah um, i do lap one yeah it looks like uh something broke off of album's car right yeah and that really impacted his performance so he unfortunately finishes 15th but he like struggled throughout the race and fortunately gasly came out of that unscathed and went on to take first. But yeah. it just goes to show you, you know, it's little things like that that can make or break a race. Like, imagine if Gasly's car had been... Yeah, completely. Impacted. Yeah, completely, completely. Okay, moving on. The Lewis Hamilton penalty. He entered a pit lane, you know, uh, when he wasn't yeah. supposed to. The light was off. But that wasn't on him at all, man. I know, it, it absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Because... What some people so some people new to racing like you would uh, not know this, but when you're racing, you don't want to be watching in front of you. You want to be watching corners like 
the next corner or the corner after or as many corners ahead as possible because you need to give mm -hmm. your brain time to process the information and understand what you're doing what's your situation how can you attack the corner how do you go into the corner and blah blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. so coming into the um into the last corner you know lewis was rounding rounding the bend and obviously his eyes are going to be to the right watching there but you know the the red flag with the cross uh the uh, with the sign is on the left hand side so lewis isn't even looking at that area so he's going yeah. through the corner and obviously the light to say the pit lane is closed is flashing but lewis can't see it at all and his engineer comes on the radio and goes box box we're gonna pit for i think they said uh we're gonna pit for hards or no lewis said pit yeah. for hards but they said too late we're going for mediums mm -hmm. but you know there was no uh light at, i don't think there's a light at the entrance of the pit lane to say that it was closed no, it, it, it's not at the entrance it was just those on like the far side but obviously if you're taking the inside line and like you said yeah keeping his eye far ahead he's not gonna look at that yeah no but here here's the big thing the pit crew right and like the engineering team and the technical crew they get notifications on their screen, you know, that yeah, you know, definitely. there's a yellow flag and, like, the pit lane is blocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't see any, like, good explanation for this, you know? Like, they, they either ignored it or if they didn't see it, that's on them too. But I, it was absurd that, like, Lewis Hamilton got penalized. And when he pulled in, just as they were, like, pitting, mm. he actually said, he's like, hey, was, like, the lane entrance uh, open? But, yeah, so it's just absurd. Yeah, I think he must have realized the situation because I think he might have saw one of the flags the last possible moment or something. Oh. And, like, you know, he must have been questioning things. By that time, you're committed, right? Like, you're not, yeah. like... Yeah, you're, you're already uh, committed, so, like... Uh, it's uh, Brampton where you can, like, you know, like, back out of an exit ramp or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, no, you know what? But You know what I think it was? It could have, there could have been a number of reasons. Either they didn't process the information, like, the guy who read it didn't process that it was closed, or like yeah. they thought probably that they could take the the hit from the pit lane because the thing is i i feel like if leclerc didn't go off and holy shit that was a crash that was a Dude. that was a very scary crash Crazy. yeah and like that probably had to have been at least 20 to 30 g's going straight into the tire barrier and i mm -hmm. saw man the tire barrier was just destroyed it was just done for tires were everywhere yeah. So, so it was insane and i was so glad like when he started moving because right away they're like oh wait he's moving so he's in the car he's okay right yeah that's so glad because that, that, that is scary yeah that is obviously like you know any decent person's first reaction it was mine including i was like holy shit is leclerc okay and then it only dawned on me like afterwards like yeah the red flag in the session and i was like why are they red flagging leclerc's okay he's he's hopped out he's moving and then it dawned on me oh yeah the tire barriers but yeah no, no, no! You're getting you're getting those mixed up. So the pit lane was closed when uh, no, it was Magnuson, the, the, Magnuson, pulled, Magnuson out pulled out. But here, here was my point. My point is that I think I think what someone at there is a possibility, and this is rumor speculation, that mm -hmm. someone at Mercedes saw that the pit lane was closed, but they mm -hmm. still said fuck it, come in, right? Mm -hmm. And I think if Leclerc didn't have his accident and didn't red flag the session, I think because mm -hmm. the thing is when you get um. Uh, uh, a standing penalty, right? Um, where you have to drive in, stand still, and then go. You have to serve yeah. it within two laps. I think if Leclerc exactly. didn't crash, I think Mercedes were basically going to say, whatever, we'll just take the penalty, go on it, fresh rubber, blah, blah, blah. And then on the restart, he'll go, he'll pit, and he'll go again. But then obviously, you know, freaking Leclerc had his crash, and then they came in, and it just completely screwed over Merck. Yeah. No. Are, are you getting 
I think like the Haas, like when Kevin Magnuson put his car like right next yeah, to no, the no, pit no. lane. Yeah. I think so, that happened after Leclerc did it not. And that no. was when the pit lane was closed. No, 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 no. Because I remember because he had the, it closed first. Then mm -hmm. Leclerc had a shunt and they red flagged the session. And ah, then, yeah, and then everybody went back into okay, yeah. yes, And I then remember. it was during the red flag that uh, Giovinazzi was declared, you know, he was handed down his 10-second yes. uh, stop-go oh, okay. penalty. And I, I remember, remember everyone, yeah. everyone was ready to pitchfork yeah. and go straight to the FIA and be like, how the hell can Lewis not get a 10-second stop-go? But no, yeah, yeah. they gave the exact yeah, same penalty. Giovinazzi, it was even more obvious because he came in like 15 seconds, seconds behind Lewis. Yeah, he came you know? in 15 seconds like, behind, he yeah. He came in right as they like red flagged it. Giovinazzi, like, that, that's just not even an excuse. Yeah, no, Al uh, Alfa Romeo just like, for them, like, Merck had minor excuses that it it was just such yeah. short timing. And I think that's probably exactly. what they are just saying was their yeah. excuse. But Alpha had no excuse whatsoever. They completely dropped the ball in that regard. Yeah. No, but I, I see I see that it's equitable. But I think like even then, right? Because as I understand it, mm. uh, there was the pit lanes were closed, but there was like still a safety car, right? Yeah. Which means everybody's going to bunch up. And when everybody's going to bunch up, even if you do maintain the lead and you are in the lead, right? Yeah. You're still in that same situation where you fall behind. I mean, I think you're correct in saying that, um, you know, the race delay, it exasperated it by a lot. Yeah. But I think still it's not a very smart strategy, even if it had just been like the safety car, because then everybody's bunched up and the safety car's gone. And, you know, you got to yeah. pit and uh, so it's a stop and go 10 seconds. Yeah. You're going to be close to like the, the end. But the thing is, That's like, the reason why I'm not concerned yeah. is because Lewis is known to be really good on restarts. He's been phenomenal on every restart. Even, like, 2019 Brazil, Lewis yeah. had the restart sorted out really well, but obviously Verstappen mm -hmm. just had all the pace in Brazil, where, like, he just mm -hmm. caught up and then passed Lewis easily. Like, Lewis couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. But overall, I think on the restart, Lewis would have been able to pull out really easily and then keep himself ahead. And he did. I, I feel like he did, like, that restart. Mm -hmm. He was already quite a far distance yeah. ahead. And then when he came into pit, it just completely ruined him because it's 30 seconds, that stop-go. Yeah. 20 seconds to run through the pit lane. Exactly. And then 10 seconds yeah. to stop, right? Yeah, so. that's uh, big, especially when everybody's so bunched up. Mm, exactly. But, 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 so on this note, on this note, so we're talking about Lewis, right? Mm -hmm. You notice the Mercedes cars, right? They can't overtake. Yeah, no, they're not, they're not built to overtake. They're no. built to, like, you know, drive on, like, an open road when mm -hmm. Lewis is far ahead and, like, Valtteri's second, but still, you know, he's not overtaking yep. anyone. The car's not built for both, overtaking. Straight up. Yeah, no, both drivers struggled. Valtteri, unfortunately, didn't get that good start, right? Yep. And because of that, he was just fighting. Like, he was uh, close to Verstappen, yep. right? Verstappen was, like, right yeah. behind him completely every time. Yeah, and, and it was just so difficult. He could not overtake the McLarens who were ahead of him, right? Mm. Uh, and I think, like, if I'm not mistaken, Danny Rick was ahead of him. Yep, Danny was, yeah. I don't know if... Yep. There's there's one of two reasons uh, that uh, mm -hmm. the Merck struggled. Either A, you know, the car actually isn't built for overtaking. I think at this point, Merck had been so dominant that they could have been like, all right, let's not build a... Yeah. Like, the, the number of times where we'll be at the back of the pack is going to be so minimal. Yeah. Build a car to just start at the head and be ahead and never let anyone catch up, which would make sense. No, it's fair. It's fair enough. They dial it to expectations. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying. I like... think there's also the second reason is the engine mode, because I know, yeah. um, what's his name? Bottas was 
you know, he was complaining about it quite a bit. He was like, uh, I can't race with this engine setting. So it could yeah. have been also that the engine setting, because if you looked at Lewis, Lewis had to rely purely on DRS straight line speed. And yeah. even then, you know, like I've seen last year the Merc, which was supposed okay. to be worse than this year's Merc, that I've seen it just sail past people, right? At their prime, like yeah. Ferraris, you know, they oh, were yeah. terrible this year, but they were really good last year, early into the year, mid-year. And Mercs were still, they were coming up, passing him like there was no tomorrow. But, you yeah. know, even on Albon, who, you know, what we talked about earlier, had, you know, damage to his car. And I think probably yeah. most of the damage was done due to uh, Grosjean, his collision with Grosjean. But um, I think, I think it, it uh, was done, I would disagree. I think it was with Gasly in the first lap because Gasly actually, Albon was trying to come around wide. Yeah, and uh, he didn't get any space, so he actually hit Gasly's car. And they were saying like, "Yeah, and actually, I didn't see this myself. I I didn't zoom in, but they're the race commentators are like, it was like a shark took a bite out of his car, and obviously that's not great." Yeah, well, either way, the point is, is like, even with damage and heavy damage mm -hmm. that put him straight to fifteenth and struggling at fifteenth, yeah. he yeah. still struggled to get past Albon, which should never have been yeah. okay for a Mercedes, you know. No, and look at the people that he did get past, right? So he got past yeah. both Alfa Romeos, easy picking. He got past both Williams, easy picking. The damage. Well, no, Williams was making. Williams makes sense. I don't. He yeah. didn't. The Red Bull, the damage Red Bull and Raikkonen. Raikkonen, I think that's yeah. probably down to just his experience that he made yeah. it difficult for him to pass. No, but, no, but I, no, but I'm saying like it's easy to get past the Williams. Yeah, it's easy. And yeah, past, completely. Like, yeah. Romain Grosjean, his Haas. The Haas just have no competition this year. Like, there's, they've got nothing yeah. in the tanks. They're practically Grosjean Ferraris. specifically, you, you have something against him for some reason. He, the, <laughs> he, here's the thing with Grosjean. You know, back in the Lotus days, right? Back in the Lotus mm -hmm. days, Grosjean was a really good driver when he was partnered, especially when he was partnered with Kimi. He, he was just mm -hmm. a fast, phenomenal driver. Now, he's just, he's, I just, I just, I question him and I also question Magnuson to some degree because Magnuson, when he came in with McLaren, he was just insane. And not to say that he isn't insane anymore; he's still really good of a driver. But like, mm -hmm. he's crashing all the time. He's doing so many mistakes that are worse than Vettel. Like, you think Vettel is like accident prone or mistake prone? Yo, Magnuson mm -hmm. just like you wonder what is wrong with the guy. And then yeah. Grosjean just doesn't do anything better. He does like same stupidity, and it's like. I, I don't understand. I don't understand what happened to him. I don't understand what happened to Gro I don't. Both of them should have been phenomenal drivers and they should have taken Haas to the top. Haas should be fighting sure. there at the top of the best of the rest. But their, their only competition is Williams. And the yeah. only reason why they're ahead of Williams is because last year their car was just dog shit. Let's be real. 2019, mm -hmm. Williams' car, pathetic. 2020 they turned something around i don't know what they did but they're doing good mm -hmm. i think it might be russell has experience now so mm -hmm. latifi obviously they're gonna get past him because latifi, this is his first year no big, big one mm -hmm. but russell you know he's mounting a challenge to them and they're struggling and they shouldn't be struggling and it's like what the hell is going on yeah so it's like but i don't know what to say man i hear you i mean just for that reason i'm Gonna be his biggest fan moving forward, just because I think it would piss you off. <laughs> Screw you, you fucking cunt! <laughs> Holy shit! I don't know, man. And anyway, so um, yeah, so he struggled getting past everyone until, like, you know, sorry, no, he didn't struggle. He was able to get past everyone 
right? And at the bottom and of the tables, yeah. When you really see Lewis struggling is when he reaches Sergio Perez, who at that point was like in 10th or 11th. I yep. don't remember. Yeah, in the middle, yeah, middle, middle of the field, yeah. That's when you see like he's mounting a challenge and there is no reason, you know, mm. that like the constructor car should struggle to pass a customer car because like they're obviously running the Mercedes engine, right? Yeah, the the W the RP20 is yeah, a, 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 like a, I'd say eighty percent carbon copy of the RP10 yeah. or the um W W W10 whatever like they're 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 last year's car, but obviously like you know comparing a lot of the parts, Mercedes still has a lot of advantages. Like their nose piece is still better, their hydraulics is still better, their aerodynamics is still yeah. better than you know, and he should have yeah. easily sailed past the racing point, but he but didn't. It's just dialed in that way. It's just set yeah. up in that way where it's not you know meant for. Because yeah, exactly. the engine overheats. It, it overheats if, like, you know... You yeah, the dirty air. Uh, and get too aggressive or, like, close, you stay yeah. in their way. Yeah, so you have to... 2019 in Brazil showed that. Like, Bottas was following Leclerc too close behind, and, you know, the engine overheated, and he retired. I think that was, like, their first, only retirement of the year. So it's so like... Even here, they were they were telling Bottas, so like, hey, don't, don't get too close. You know, you have to be careful. Yeah. Because, you know, the engine's going to overheat, and, like, he had trouble there. Yeah, exactly. But, if this if this proves one thing, nobody can say that Lewis Hamilton is just winning because of his car. Like yeah, he exactly. Showed that he's a skilled driver. Yeah, and, and just I, for all the haters. And honestly, you know, I have to give him some kudos because I personally believed he's lost a lot of his skill because he's constantly when you're constantly at the top, you know, sure. you're you're not gonna train any of the skills that put you above the rest. You know, like you're overtaking yeah. your straight lines. His speed is phenomenal. Him, you know, even Vettel, even Raikkonen, their speed are still phenomenal. But I personally yeah. start, was starting to think, you know, that Vettel, you know, with Ferrari being so weak, it's showing how he's not able to overtake anymore. With Raikkonen, yeah. you know, he still has a really good defense, but obviously, you know, he's just unable to mount a challenge. Lewis, I personally, I personally feel like it was a mixture of two things. The car was just unable to help him, and two, I, I think he, he seemed to have relied purely on the DRS. I think yeah. that might have like he didn't late break once. And I remember McLaren days. This he, as a kid, he was just in there. He was in the corner. He was yeah. behind you. He was in the corner with you, and then he was out of the corner ahead of you, right? And sure. that's without DRS days. So I think I personally feel like he's lost it. Good on him to show that he hasn't lost all of it. But I think that's probably just like one of the woes of a dominant car is that you know you don't keep certain skills up to par. I don't know. Well, I guess now we'll see because uh, over like the last few races, like this is a bit of an anomaly. Yeah. Over like Spa and the race before that. <laughs> I don't even. Monza isn't a bit of an. I think Monza has been a massive anomaly compared to the others. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But I, I think that, um, you know, you see Verstappen more so posing a challenge to Mercedes. Yeah. So maybe we're going to see, like, you know, some resurgence and maybe more excitement at the top, even if it's just amongst those two. Speaking of you know? resurgence, McLaren, hello. Oh, my God. Like, with a <laughs> Renault engine, a Renault yeah. engine, they, holy shit. Did you see that start from both McLarens? Yeah. Oh, no, it was crazy. I don't know if it, Lance Stroll blew it or you know, like he had no grip. He said he said himself Sorry, he that, had no grip. That was the restart. Yeah. But, um, at the beginning of the race, I think Valtteri might have gotten too cocky, or I don't know what happened. He was it saying, was yeah, Valtteri was saying blister, blister, and they were like, "There's nothing wrong with the tires." 
Oh yeah. So I, I think he might have like botched the start or something. Yeah. But holy shit, science and freaking um Norris, science and Norris. Yeah. Holy shit, you know, three, two, one, lights out, we're ready to go. Bam, those two are yeah. off the line. They're mounting a challenge right off the bat. Obviously, because Lewis is in pole position, they couldn't keep yeah. the challenge. But the fact that like right away they're fucking P two P three. It was just, yeah. God damn, dude! What the hell just happened? What did these guys eat this morning for breakfast? <laughs> no, but we love that because you see that you know you do well in qualifying, go for second, third row, and yeah. then you're able to pull off a start like that. Well done, you know. Yeah, holy shit! Then Science a, was just it was amazing. Contender for the podium, exactly. And that and that that podium finish was just like the best ever. Then this is the some mm-hmm. this is the sort of thing that I miss, you know. Like sure, 2010 to 2013, it was just you know vettel 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 he was just dominating 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 but what a lot of people also don't understand is that it was dominating in a close battle you know it was constantly close battles where vettel always came out on top but it was you know and this is what i keep emphasizing close battles you know they're able to mount a challenge ferrari in 2010 were there ferrari in 2011 were there you know I, i think and weber even was pulling in you know he was pulling in a challenge to his own teammate and mm-hmm. that's what I feel like you know we're missing. We're missing teams mounting a challenge to the top. Like I don't yeah. mind Mercedes getting seven in a row. Pre twenty sixteen, yeah. it was a it was fun to watch. Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, it was a bit of a meh. Without um, yeah, without uh, what's his name, mm-hmm. Rosberg. Without Nico Rosberg. Yeah. You know because Valtteri is clearly not on Rosberg's level. But you know they mm-hmm. he still was doing good. And then Ferrari were mounting yeah. it. Twenty nineteen was just a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see a team like McLaren just bring back that massive resurgence. Yeah. I hope, I pray, it's not a one-off. But mm-hmm. you know, it was just it was amazing. Yeah. Okay. So now my notes say that we have to segue into broader F1, and I wrote in the margins that you know if I don't do this right, then Ahmed is gonna like talk my ear out off all night so let's start with this <laughs> but i've screwed you okay, but first thing first thing i want to say is um you know how they were talking about doing like a reverse qualifying yes uh like a reverse a grid race where, yeah reverse grid qualifying yeah you know i think this proves that that would be awesome it would it would and it would probably put like we were saying how mercedes wasn't built to overtake put them at the back see yeah. what they can do i want to see that i absolutely want to well, see that and also because like you know like a mini race like you're only going to make up so many spots then you know it would really like mix up like the championship so it now it wouldn't yeah, be like so would. lopsided as it is now i think it would really like you know make it a lot more equitable and make it more exciting and throughout the season you'd see like yeah. these ebbs and flows and exactly. I think that's something that everybody can appreciate. Every Formula One can appreciate. Yeah, Formula One needs that because the thing is, the the sport yeah. originally was built by the playboys and the rich elite, but it was kept mm-hmm. alive by the fans. And I think Formula yeah. One needs to cater less to Ferrari because Ferrari mm-hmm. has such a grandfather hold over the entire sport. I think they need to cater less to Ferrari and more to the fans and making the race exciting because Formula Two, and I hate to say this. But there are times I'm watching Formula Two. It's way more exciting than Formula One. The cars are slower, mm-hmm. sure. You know, they're they've got names that are less well known, sure. They're not as fast as Formula One. But 
there's way more overtaking, there's way more challenges, there's way more fights. It's just better. And, like, it, no, it and, hurts and to say same that. Thing with, same thing with Formula E, you know? Like, the cars are very close together. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, anything can happen. And, anything and can happen, yeah. You love. And, like, that's not to say, oh, you know, like, having these sort of, like, massive innovations out of the cars is bad because you know that's what formula one is based off of you know you need to have those like own unique engineering because that is your style your fit your branding but you know there's also the issue of like then you know like you have the teams like mercedes versus williams so far off the scale it just it just isn't fun watching that anymore like you see a merc and a williams yeah you have like a two three tiered uh you know teams it's it's not not to say having like a one two three tier is wrong you know to some degree it's fine but you know that's like formula e formula two you know those ones have it formula one has tier one two three four five six seven you know it's like yeah yeah no i get it like right now like uh mercedes was on tier zero for a while where it's just like yeah they're untouchable you you can't even come close some teams can you know touch tier one but no one's gonna touch tier zero at this point it's like i don't know what to say speaking of formula e formula two where do you think sergio perez is going next season because he's not coming back to racing point no I, i think that's a mistake as much as i want vettel at aston next year quote unquote, like mm-hmm. yeah they're turning into aston i, I think <laughs> i think that was a mistake to let sergio go sergio has been a strong racer for them he's no, not no only, i don't like, think they let him go I, th- I think like he made that choice you know it had to have been that way it had if it comes out and like the stroll or like someone had thrown sergio to the wayside yeah. i would not have been okay with that and i remember sure, reading i think a lot of fans wouldn't yeah i remember reading that shop like Shavsner, however you say his name, like the um, yeah. the, the principal, Omar, team principal, yes. Omar, yeah, the team principal for RP, he said, you know, like he shut Vettel out, and he wants yeah. both Stroll and Perez, but yeah, exactly, and Perez had a three-year contract yeah, with them, he, exactly. three years remaining. I, I don't know, I don't know, like it. We have to, we'll have to get more as a situation. Like, like this situation sure. came out like a couple of hours ago as of recording, yeah. right? Like not even actually exactly. like max an yeah, hour. So we, we are recording right now. It is uh, about four thirty p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, on, on Wednesday, Wednesday, September 9th. Yeah, and so, this, as you can imagine, we just found out the story yeah. broke. It was like an hour ago that the story came out, and I've not and seen I any suggestions. Two hours ago, I I got the notification. Was it two hours ago? I found out an hour ago. Because I closed well, my Facebook. Slow. Yeah, screw you. You're slow. <laughs> Fuck off. Why are, you, why are you so hurtful to me? I, I, you, I haven't sworn at you once, and I'm, I'm so kind. <laughs> anyways, we'll, we'll sort this out you haven't You haven't done it on the record. <laughs> that's, that's what counts, on the record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another, another big Formula 1 news. So obviously, like, we can't say too much about Sergio Perez right now. We'll find out. Mm. But the Renault rebrand to Alpine. Which is I'm one excited. of their brands, but not too much is changing. But I'm new excited. Car looks sick. I am car looks awesome. so excited for this to happen. Like, don't get me wrong, Renault is a really big European name, a really big French name. Yeah. But so yeah. was Alpine, and Alpine have been really deep in. I know rallying, like they had some really good rally cars. So to mm-hmm. see them come into Formula One, like 
and hopefully this does better because I know what I know what they were saying as they were like, all right, we're gonna rebrand you as Alpine. The entire Alpine brand, the entire Alpine scene, will take over Formula One, and they will like focus on motorsports. Alpine yeah. is our motorsports division. They will do everything in motorsports. So I'm hoping, mm -hmm. and I'm you know excited that them doing this will be a bit of a resurgence from Renault because they really brought to the tables the early 2010s. But I'm not so excited with Fernando Alonso coming back because I yeah. feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like it's just a bit of an old dog who's been out of the scene or he's just like, he's unable to help the scene now. Like, mm -hmm. maybe he does good, but... Wait, isn't he going to McLaren? No, um, Ricardo's going to McLaren. Fernando Alonso is oh, coming, yeah, okay. he's returning, yeah, he's returning to Renault, or in this case Alpine, for the third time now. Because he started off at Renault, won his two world champions, went to, I think it was McLaren, came back to Renault, went to like one or two other teams, ended off at McLaren, ended his time at McLaren, and now he's coming back to Renault. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm, I don't know, I, I'm okay with him not being in the Formula 1 scene, I've enjoyed it. I, I like a lot of these younger people coming in, fighting mm -hmm. for the new spots, but, yeah. you know... We'll have to see what happens. If he performs really well in the Alpine car, and mm -hmm. he just like shows up and brings it to Merck, sure, I'll, I'll bite my own words, you know, and say it was my mistake. He, sh welcome back. But if not, you know, just brings the show. Go back to IndyCar. Go back to the car. Enjoy your time there because you know yeah. it's clear that you are done with Formula One. Formula One is done with you. It doesn't look like you're able to mount a challenge, and why bother wasting your time? If you're not going to mount a challenge, you know? Makes sense. Speaking of done with Formula One, so we all know that Williams, you know, their team's been yes. bought out by, it looks like, an American private equity firm, if I'm not wrong. Yes, you're not. Might be wrong. No, you're right. It's American. It's American investment firm. Yeah, so it's been bought out by a private equity firm. And that's an interesting choice buying a formula one team for like a private equity investment i was surprised at the it. fact that it came out of an american you know you wouldn't guess an american team or american like company would have done this yeah but we're not here to discuss the investment thesis and i don't think either of us are smart enough we don't have the mental acumen maybe <laughs> we just don't have the knowledge of the whole entire situation as long as Speak for yourself, they don't okay well here's the thing as long as they don't dip their own hands into the scene and say this is how it needs to be run i'm okay with just them investing into it and putting their name on the side of the car because they they did put the money into it but you know well, I, I don't think i don't think they're going to change the name they said that they wouldn't and they actually offered claire williams her job they said you can continue yeah true but claire williams and sir frank williams williams they're leaving so now the williams family has exited f1 a bit of a tragic yeah. Speak, uh, it really speak is. to their long history because obviously I'm a, I'm a little bit new to the sport so maybe you can speak to they, you know, the history of the brand the yeah, family they came in with a pretty big bang their first win uh, was Nigel Mansell in 1984 their first constructor you know they, he won the world championship with the Williams car my most favorite version is 97 with uh, Jacques Villeneuve a uh, French Canadian obviously for obvious reasons if you haven't found out by now we're canadian so you know it, i i quite like the 97 i think 96 was damon hill in the same seat so 
you know, he's Brit. It was still nice to know. Williams have historically have been a really good brand. They've been competitive. They've had top of the line. Even I think it was like 2012, Pastor Maldonado, he took a win with Williams when you know they were like, oh, Williams won't win, and then he won, and it's like, yo, awesome. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping to see Williams resurge quite well, but we'll have to see in the future what comes out of it. Whether because the thing is, Williams have been in the last few years just it was just money driven. They were like, we need the money, we need the money, we need the money. Hopefully now with the money they'll stop saying money 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 and they'll start saying engineering 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 they'll start actually doing proper time on the engineering they'll hire the correct people you know they'll put the right people on the right tools on the right job on the right situation so I'm a bit indifferent I hope to see them succeed but I also am not going to hold any you know hope for them you know mm-hmm. just because like <laughs> you can't really like you but like if you put any in the basket and they fail you put false hope in there in your seat and that's just bad for your mental but you can just but i can always be happy to see them succeed should they begin you know i won't be a hater but i'm i'm just i'm not going to be an optimist i'll be a realist okay checks out well let's keep an eye on that and with that we're near the end of our pilot show and we'll, of course, be back for you after the race. But before we leave, fun little thing that we thought that, you know, we'd like to start, we'd like to do, is Formula One Fantasy. So it's through the Formula One websites, fantasy.formula1.com. If you're not part of it, you think you should be. If you still don't care for it, that's fine. <laughs> but what are you doing with your Formula team, Ahmed Imran? Because I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm all spent out. I have... I've not made a change in this in weeks just because I have nowhere to go. And now I'm waiting when I get the unlimited uh, transfers. That'll happen after this race. Maybe I can do something. But right now I have both racing point drivers. I have Valtteri Bottas. I have Lando Norris. I have uh, Grosjean. And as my constructor, I have Mercedes. And I'm doing quite poorly, to be frank with you. So what are your tips for fantasy, sir? So... What I did was, um, so previously I had Valtteri Bottas and I had uh, Racing Point as a constructor, but I had mm-hmm. Verstappen, Norris, Gasly, and Stroll. I've now dropped Bottas completely, so I'm just dropping Mercedes. And mm-hmm. sure, that's going to hurt in points overall because I think Mercedes will still do overall well. But you know what? I want to be an optimist and I want to have hope for my boys. So I dropped Bottas, brought in Sainz. And I'm going to be hopeful for McLaren and say, put them as my constructor because they've been doing well. I could put Renault, but, you know, I think Renault is a bit of a toss-up. McLaren have been pretty steady and solid. My previous turbo driver was Launch Stroll, but I've now swapped that over to Gasly now that I've finally remembered to do that. So mm-hmm. I have him there. Verstappen I'm still keeping because, you know, he's Verstappen. You get money, for, you, get, you get value for your money. So it, it'll be interesting to see in the coming uh, weeks how this pans out. But I've been doing pretty well for a uh, week-by-week basis. So Okay, that's cool then. I guess like next time we'll check out. I, I appreciate you, you know, taking the risk. And uh, it's a bit of a gamble. I think like I'm playing a little bit more safely with the team I have. You're completely safe but, with the team you have, yeah. 
but let's see how it turns out and let's see if you continue being successful. But with that, we come to the end of our pilot episode. Mr. Imran, would you like to do the outro? Sure thing. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to our first ever episode of the podcast, uh, The Racing Banter. We will make every attempt to be weekly, but we're lazy little shits. So <laughs> Let's be real. We've, we've delayed this for long enough. But I think after Monza, we were like, we have to come out now. So thank you for coming in and listening uh we hope to bring more uh sometime next week whenever we decide to have a fixed schedule uh enjoy your day enjoy your evening enjoy your night and enjoy your morning bye everyone bye guys